What's going on, soccer fans? And welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Northern California, the Sacktown FC Podcast. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. My name is John, and as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Luis. Luis, how's everything going for you? Everything is going good. Um, you know, super excited that Liga Mekis is supposed to start this uh, weekend too. Actually, today uh, was the first matchup, but they have had some games uh, rescheduled because of some COVID cases. So hoping uh, Cruz Azul is able to, to play tomorrow. But other than that, you know, I'm pretty stoked too because tomorrow Cruz Azul and uh, Sacramento play. Um, sadly, they play at the same time. So going to have to have uh, my phone and TV playing on at the same time, but still pretty excited to, to see them both playing. How, how so, are you yeah. doing? Everything's good here, man. It's uh, weather's kind of on the cool side, thank goodness. And we're we're getting a break from that heat that we had the last few few days. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Republic play their first road game tomorrow. I'm excited to see how they uh, perform after this win and if it carries on. So we'll see. This uh, podcast is powered by Reboot. Reboot is a nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is to help more kids play soccer while creating opportunities to practice generosity, empathy, and leadership. Check them out at reboot.soccer where you can find out more ways to be a part of the program and help reboot your community today. Find them at you can reboot on Twitter and Instagram and online at reboot.soccer. So John, tonight we're going to take a look at the Reno match that we had last Sunday Really great win, especially against uh, Reno. First uh, win of the year in the league. Uh, we're also going to discuss our matchup happening uh, this Saturday against Los Dos in LA as we make our first uh, road trip in this uh, season. And we're also going to talk about what we can expect from the squad and you know how we can continue to improve, especially because we do have a tough stretch of games with Orange County midweek next week and also San Diego too. So both uh, interesting matchups and uh, it's going to require a lot, a lot from the team too. And, and a lot of improvement definitely from the previous games, whatnot. Yeah. So before we get into the Reno matchup, we are, it's kind of a crazy time, right? We're, we're away this weekend. We're home on the 29th and then away on the first down in San Diego. So hopefully the boys can keep their composure, but this past weekend we had some soccer and within that match, we played Reno, a close rival just uh, on 80 and we ended up taking away a, all three points in stoppage time uh, with a 1-0 win. So, um, you know, anytime you walk away with a win is great. I think, uh, especially against a rival, it doesn't matter the, the time the win came in, a win's a win. It's a three points. Uh, I was really impressed with the back line. I thought the back line did a fabulous job this game after kind of a letdown against... Um, after a letdown against Tacoma and to see them pull that back and, and get it together, it was really good. Uh, there was one moment that there was a letdown on Sargis's part and he ended up getting an earful from uh, Tomas. And at, after that, it was like, all was good. It was not a, um, it was not a friendly, warm hug. You can do better. It was, there was definitely some, um, some words that went around. So hopefully they can, uh, they can continue to play at a high level. 
Yeah, no, I mean, there were definitely some words, which uh, for all all of us who, you know, watched it on on TV, which was most of us, uh, we couldn't really quite tell what what he was telling him, but you could really see that Tomas was really angry. Um, You were there, you heard it all um, from what you've told us. It's not something probably we'd want to repeat on the podcast, but I think that as much as, you know, he may have said a bunch of things, it was probably the right thing to do for him because he's really trying to to show uh, Sarges that you need to make sure not to make those mistakes because we got lucky that we didn't get the first goal against. That could have been us losing right there. Um, to our luck, the Reno player uh, ended up shooting it straight and uh, it could have been different. And so I think it's definitely a lesson learned from Sarges, definitely something that he's going to remember. Uh, for the upcoming matches and and Tomas I think is really stepping up to be a leader out back which is something that we really need we always need uh, to have that leader and and I've said it before but he uh, reminds me uh, just a lot um, with he reminds me a lot with uh, Mitch Tainer like he seems to be almost the same player as Mitch was and for all of us uh, who remember uh, Mitch from past seasons uh, he was definitely a leader out back. You know, he was always uh, moving the team and, and uh, talking to others and, you know, making sure that everyone was uh, playing well out back. So looking forward to how he's going to be this whole season uh, because I, I think he could be the next uh, captain too, potentially, if uh, Coach Briggs decides to switch the captain band once more because I think he's really stepping up to, to that role and, and I'm excited to to see, you know, all the amazing things he's going to bring to the team in the following games. Um, we see him move up front a lot, too. And, and he's already scored a goal um, from a corner kick, too. So definitely a, a dangerous player up front, too, in, in those uh, set pieces, too. But, you know, I really enjoyed seeing Sarge's uh, move up front as if he were an experienced defender. Like, he did not mind actually going going that and doing that and and so I think I'm looking forward to see you know how much he takes away from this game and and maybe how much that can help him uh, change and hopefully for the next time because we are going to play against Reno three more times and he is going to have to play against these same players that he faced on Sunday Um, hopefully he understands that he needs to not just watch them and start moving back he needs to actually stop the player or before the player decides to like pass him because if he keeps moving back I think that's the number one rule as a defender the more you keep moving back the more ground you lose and the more opportunities you give to the other player to score a goal because they're getting closer you know um, so I really hope that, that he takes he takes that from the game because we are going to have really intense matchups especially next week midweek against Orange County that's a team that you do not want to have these mistakes because they are going to take advantage as well so hoping that you know we we see a change there but other than that I mean the the whole team seemed uh, solid too um true it was it was a tough match because Reno I think did not seem like a team who hadn't played since March contrary to what I had thought um they they actually did quite uh, surprise me but I think looking at it from that side, the team really needs to make sure that next time we play against Reno, we score the opportunities that we have because 
if we played against the weak Reno and the weak Reno actually was really close to pulling a, a tie away from us, then we need to be careful for, for the next time we play against them because it could be a closer game and they might even win the next time. So hopefully, hopefully they, they learn that from the game. But one other thing I really enjoyed seeing was uh, Cameron and Roro playing out on the field at the same time. Uh, I, I know there was a there was a magical play that it would have been a really nice goal had they scored it. And I don't know if you remember it, John, but there was a play where uh, Cameron, or I forgot who was the one who who threw the cross, but Cameron did a uh, a fake kick in a sense too, where he just let the ball roll through, and then Roro came in and just blasted, but unfortunately uh, didn't go didn't go quite um, in the direction of goal, but there was that play. And I think the more these two players uh, get more playing time together, the more I think they get more familiar. We might be seeing a dynamic duel between Cameron and Roro, which I think would be amazing because, you know, we're looking at our two top goal scorers. And if they really uh, kick it well together, then I think that would be something uh, cool to see this season too. So all in all, I mean, like I said, it, it it was a good game. But there's definitely a lot to be learned as well because we're not always going to get a penalty kick at the end of uh, a game two. And had it not been for that penalty, which clearly was a penalty, I I don't even know what was going through that um, defender's mind and and just uh, you know lifting his arm up because as we all know, when you lift your arm up in the penalty box, it's gonna be a penalty. Like there's almost there's almost no chance that the referee is not going to mark a penalty um so we do need to also consider that because had that not been the case we would be here again talking about our third consecutive tie so they need to make sure again take advantage of your opportunities because any other team who has more playing time than reno did is not going to like lose out on you and they're actually going to be winning and it could even it could even be a 2-0 um by the time the game ends too so Something to watch out for the team. Yeah, for this match, I was, I think I was more taken back by the changes in the first team to start the game. Right, so uh, Villian and Sam get the get the start to play, kind of along with uh, Bramilla. And in the midfield, you see Villanueva take over for uh, Andrew, and that was a little bit of a surprise in that. I did not expect for, for that change to be made. Roro played a full 90. Andrew ended up coming off the bench. Um, Mark ends up subbing off um, essentially that entire front line of Villian, Formella, and Werner putting in Cam, uh, Rafa, and Carlton. And, I, and I, I guess it's because he has more weapons at his disposal. Right when you have that much mm-hmm. talent that's sitting on your bench, and you can make those changes and bring those guys on, it really changes what you can do and the way you can play. So I'm I'm interested to see if this is going to be an ongoing thing where he's going to continuously change the lineup, playing either the hot hand or who's had the better week in practice. Because in the end, the one area that we're lacking is finishing. Yes, we scored three goals against Tacoma, uh, but it's not the same as finishing through the run of play, you know, being able to execute finish in the box. We had many opportunities, shots on goal that were denied by the, by, uh, 
by Reno. And so it really f- changes when you can start to, and I think coach even put it into perspective with training. They're really emphasizing on it. And so I hope uh, that changes. Now, you know, what they're up against this weekend is completely different. And it's difficult, right? You've got to find ways. What coach said in terms of playing and playing without fans, you got to find ways um, to get going. Uh, what gets you prepared? What gets the best out of yourself? You got to push yourself a little bit without fans. I don't know if our guys have quite figured that out quite yet and, and being able to play without people in front of them. But when you have a, a collective group that seems to, to go in the right direction, I mean, draw, draw, W, you just got to keep winning and hopefully they can continue that form and hopefully finish as we go. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely an important win. I mean, getting this uh, win and, and I guess the, the way it played out too, I mean, true. It was last minute. True. It was a penalty, but getting the win against uh, your number one rival team uh, that, you know, normally during the season, you don't really do as good against them, I think is, is a big motivator. Um, I think for, for this team and, and, and I think we've seen it with uh, other teams, even around the world. Uh, when you have a team that just hasn't won yet, the moment they start winning, it's like their mentality changes completely. You know, it's like now they remember like, oh, we can actually win. But when you get a team that even if, even if it's not like a losing streak, it could be just a, a team that just continues to tie over so many weeks. Well, I think players tend to, maybe lose a little bit of that motivation that they can actually pull the win and they feel more like towards the losing side because you know when you're tying you never know you know one shot it could have just been that they shot you once and they score on you and you lost so definitely really important that that they got the w and and i think this is really gonna change their their mentality but going back to what you were saying uh, and the team you know being a really stacked team i agree i mean I don't think I've ever seen another um, Republic squad in the past that has basically like a second team in the bench, but with players that anybody would want to see on the pitch, you know, with players that that could very easily make it to the starting 11, uh, including our youngsters too, which in the past is not something we would probably be able to say as much because they didn't really get as much playing time. And when they did get playing time, they weren't, I think, as great as this uh, new uh, couple youngsters that that we we have. And I mean, a, a big uh, proof of that is uh, Raphael, right? The 15 year old that made his debut. Um, coach gave him the confidence to to let him uh, come in this match. And this was before you know we were actually winning. And so that speaks volumes of just how great this squad is. That the coaches want to give him an opportunity because he sees something in him and it's it's amazing because the more competitive of a team you have the more uh, competitive the players are going to be because they're going to know that if they have a bad game there's already someone behind them getting ready to join the team it's not like their replacement is not as great as them so i think it's great when you have all this going on because there's more motivation for the players to do best and to give it their all and I think that might be one of the reasons why we see the team really pressing and we've seen them, you know, in these past two games, they just continue to press and they they just try to give it their all because each player knows that 
they're fighting for that starting 11 spot and it's going to be uh, like that pretty much the whole season. Um, I do want to quote, uh, I know uh, Biorel actually uh, did say uh, on this point of having a stacked team, he said, uh, I think this is probably the best midfield that I've been a part of. It's so competitive. Anybody could play at any point. I didn't start last game, referring to game against uh, Tacoma. And just being able to rotate everybody, that just shows how good the midfield is. So, you know, VRL says it too. I mean, everyone knows that there's going to be a lot of competition this season. And just looking forward to, to seeing, you know, if, if we'll have like a consistent starting 11, if, you know, the results come, or if the coach will continue to rotate players around during each game, regardless of scoreline, if, you know, whoever he saw best uh, during practice. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to see how the, the lineup will change uh, over these next three games. Yeah, and to look at the disparity in shots, right? We had 22 total shots, including those that were blocked, as opposed to the six that Reno had. Shots on target, we had seven. And shots off target, we had six. So coaches saying, hey, we need to finish our chances. We need to get them on target, and we need to finish them that had you converted some of those chances, you got more goals coming at you uh, going forward as we move on to the season. So hopefully they can figure that out and get it right. So as a result of the win, uh, the team is now in first place in the group with five points, followed by Tacoma with four, who ended up beating Portland 3-0 in a you know surprising outcome for most. Uh, Tacoma still without their best players, uh, Portland without their best players. So we'll see what happens. Uh, also this weekend, there's some players missing. We'll touch base on that as well. Uh, Sacramento now has a 41% chance of winning the group and a 76% chance to make the playoffs. Reno has a 45% chance to win the group and a 78% chance to make the playoffs. They have had uh, some of their games postponed. One that was supposed to be played this week uh, got postponed to uh, the end of October or the end of the season in October. And then their game um, that they were supposed to have on Sunday has been rescheduled for Wednesday. July 29th because of a player or a member of the front or the staff who has tested positive for COVID. There's been some rumblings around that there's actually more than one player. We don't know if that's the case. Uh, We'll keep you guys posted when we find out more, but as of right now, a win's a win. Uh, Sacramento takes away all three points. Reno takes away none, which is why we call them Renope. So hopefully, (laughs) uh, you know, the, the team and the boys can start putting this together. So as we look at this a little bit more uh, post game, the, the comments that the overall comments from Villian, uh, he says it was a great win on the weekend, a really good result for us moving forward. I think we're still trying to get in our full stride. Normally you have one to two months of preseason before preparing for games with our current situation. We weren't able to do that. So we're making the most of our situation And I think each week we're making strides closer and closer to putting together more and more complete performances, which is really exciting for us. That's what we want to do. So that result we had on the weekend to show that grit and heart and determination to not give up goals for our whole team to our back line and our goalkeeper having the shutout was huge. We don't want teams to come here and get goals. That's from Villian Bija post game as it related to the Reno win. And you know, it was actually really nice, I'm not going to lie, to see Greenwich, uh get a clean sheet. Hopefully, 
that's something that he can take with him into this game tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this podcast. But I really hope Grinwis can uh, find his form because before this match where he had the shutout, he's looked really suspect in the back. And when I say suspect, uh, it's, it's bad because he's let a lot of near post goals go. And that's not something you should be seeing from your number one. I'm sorry. You, you need to know your positioning. You need to know where your posts are at all time. And you need to make sure your hands are, are together or at least working and not letting goals in. So maybe uh, this is what Greenwood needed to get on the right side of the, the supporters because there's a lot of people who have been saying, hey, Diaz is on the bench. It's time to get him going. Yeah, I was actually one of those that, <laughs> that actually didn't have a – too much confidence after that that first game too but I think what what BJF says is right too I mean we do have to consider that you know there was no preseason uh I mean technically there was preseason back in uh, February back at the beginning of the year um but you know the players have been out of play for really long time this is you know unprecedented normally they're not out of play for that long and so I guess, you know, you could say we could cut him slack, you know, for like the first couple of games. So I would even probably say the first three games, which, you know, the, this next game uh, being our, our third game uh, and probably a game where they can get a final form. Um, but that that is true. I mean, we, we've seen some players again. They've made some mistakes. I mean, Grinwis is, is one of those. And, and I think it's a big reflection of the fact that, again, players were out of play for a long time. Uh, and and I think in the goalkeeping position in particular, I mean, how can you really train that much unless you have someone actually shooting at you? But even then, you couldn't really have the team playing. I mean, you can have someone who is not a soccer player or someone who is maybe not professional uh, just practice with you, but not really the same thing, you know, than having someone from the squad, having them just constantly, like, uh, shoot at him, like, three shots every 10 seconds or whatnot. Um, and so I think, you know, that that could be another reason why. And and I think we'll see on tomorrow, on Saturday, if he has a better game, if we see him continuously improving too. Because with Reno, yes, you know, he had a clean sheet too. But I think we also have to consider too that, like you were saying, Reno didn't have a lot of opportunities. I think they had like six shots. Um, I can recall like two, three uh, stops of uh, shots that were going directly in uh, Greenwood's direction, which, again, it was an improvement from the game against Tacoma where those shots actually went in the goal. And so I think we'll, we'll, we'll be seeing hopefully a different Greenwood too as he starts to, you know, get more in game form and, and whatnot. And, and you know, even before Sacramento Republic, if you guys remember in our earlier podcasts when – we first talked about him coming over to Republic and potentially who was going to be our number one. And then when we thought, well, he's probably going to be our number one because we have not gotten any other goalkeepers and it's looking like this is the way we're, we're going to be going. Um, we did look at his past uh, teams, at his past experience, and he had not really played that much. I, if I'm not mistaken, last he had really played was like a Open Cup game with Orlando City. And that was just it. And so I think that might be another factor that is also affecting him too, because again, he did not have that much uh, game time uh, when he was in the MLS. And 
now being with us too. I mean, he went through a long period of time again with no games. And so we'll see. We'll see how, how he changes. I, I really hope that, you know, he's getting good experience from from these first games and that he's able to to get in, in complete game form uh, sooner rather than later too, right? Because we, we don't have that much games remaining. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about it, but we really only have 13 games remaining. Uh, it almost feels like it. And then after, I guess, next week, we'll only have um, 10 games pretty much because we're going to be um, playing back-to-back games too. So season is going to be over before we know it. I mean, October is going to be here before I know it too. So um, it, it'll be a, a, a really critical thing for him to to not make those mistakes that he made uh, before too. So um, we'll see. But again, we did see an improvement on his part. And, and I think... Coach must have had a, a good long talk with him, and, and that's why we saw him change a little bit. Now, to give you perspective on this, since 2018, he has made nine starts. That was before coming to the Republic. So he, in the last, since 2018, the beginning of 2018, he has now only started in 12 matches. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of raw material to him i guess and hopefully he can find a way to uh get on the right side of whatever was going on and this is this is the end of what what we were able to i know in training he's looked like he's been working a little bit more on just watching where his posts are checking his hands and his feet counting his steps out knowing where he's at angles are a big part of that so hopefully with the with this uh improvements and and these matches under his belt we're going to be able to get a, a little bit more out of him. So, but we do have a match tomorrow today uh, that could essentially help prove us right in that he's going in the right direction. So why don't you give us a little more detail on that? Yeah. So it's, it's our first road game. As we said earlier too, uh, we, we haven't had a road game this season too. If we recall back, uh, back to the, our actual first game in March, uh, it was a, uh, home game and then of course these past two have been home games so it's first time that, that we're uh, leaving papa murphy's park uh with the game down in la uh, and at, out on the road and uh playing over in a uh, galaxy stadium too if i'm not mistaken or it might be in the pitch that's outside of the stadium I'm not quite sure which one of those two yet um but los dos sometimes plays in a galaxy stadium especially since they're not playing there right now and and so it'll be interesting. I mean, I said it last week too. I mean, it's first time that the team will be traveling out, which I suppose they're going out on a bus would be my guess. Uh, might be taking a road trip down there uh, that way too. So it'll be really important, I think, for, for the players to be uh, informed. And, and hopefully right now as we speak, they're already in LA would be my my hope. And that way... They don't get there literally the day of, um, and, and so they're able to get more adjusted. I mean, uh, weather-wise, it's probably about the same, I would probably guess, that than it is uh, at least around here too, so that, that shouldn't affect them too much. But still, you know, when you take a road trip down to L.A., I mean, it is quite a travel, and coming from Sacramento, you're probably looking at a good five hours at least, six hours maybe, of uh, drive heading there too so you know that that, that definitely plays a, a role there um but you know what we're, we're gonna see what what we're gonna be needing for for this game and you know what what we can uh, get out of this game too but definitely i think we expect to see a much different team 
than we saw in these past two matchups. Um, players have already had some playing time in these two games. Uh, we've seen two different squads. I'm sure Coach probably already has his mind on which of these two squads from these past two games he wants to see because Los Dos is a different team. Um, we, we've seen them play their past two games. Uh, past game was against uh, San Diego too, and they really gave them game. Uh, these guys were shooting from out of the box. Uh, they were just really dynamic. You know, you could really tell that they were really pressing and, and they really wanted to take the win. Um, I mean, we do have to consider that before that game, they played against the Phoenix Rising and got demolished <laughs> with the 4-0. Um, completely different game to the game against San Diego. But if we get a version of the game that they played against San Diego, if that's the Los Dos we're getting, then they really need to be um, concentrated during this match because these guys know how to shoot. They have actually a pretty good uh, shot on target. And it's something that, that everyone needs to be uh, aware of as well. And if, you know, we look at one of the players to, to watch in this game, it's probably Jesus Vasquez. Uh, he actually shared Team of the Week along with Darius Formella too, which uh, congratulations to Formella for, for being in that Team of the Week, uh, thanks to his two goals against uh, Tacoma. But this is one player that they need to keep their eye out on because this guy actually scored in the past game. and we need to make sure that they don't let him score again too because uh, he proved to be um, pretty dangerous against San Diego. So uh, definitely one, one to, to keep out an eye and, and whatnot. And, and again, we don't know which uh, Los Dos we're going to see. My guess is that we see the one against San Diego because let's consider that the game they played against Phoenix was in Phoenix. And it, for one, it's always hard to play against Phoenix. They have a really good team. I mean, they... Again, we've talked about it countless times. They had that unbeaten team uh, last year. And, I mean, if you add the next thing, I mean, they're playing in super extremely hot temperature. Uh, that could have played a factor as well, too. And, of course, the the drive there and, and whatnot. Or I don't know if they went there and played. I'm not sure how teams are traveling. My guess is that might be another good old bus ride to not have to go through uh, any airplane. But regardless, I mean, they, they had to take the trip out there and, and there was just a lot of different factors that, that went with that game too. So we can't maybe think that we're going to get that team. So my guess is we're getting, again, a team against, uh, or the team that played against the uh, Loyal. Again, they won. There's a, a popular saying in, in Spanish that, that says, uh, uh, if a team wins then you got to keep them for the next game. Like they earned their right to play in the next game. So that's what I think will happen here with them. And I think we see basically the same starting 11 we saw in, in that last game that they uh, played. But we are going to see the LA Galaxy 2 play without some of their key players uh, as they are with the Galaxy team, which we know had a terrible performance in the MLS's back tournament, which I'm still shocked to see them uh, having done so bad, but you know they they are without uh, some of their players like uh, Kay Corinuke, Carlos Harvey, uh, Cameron Zonbar, and Jonathan Perez. And so, how much this will affect them, we'll see. Because again, uh, we saw two different teams. But w- what are your thoughts overall on on this team? I'm not as concerned with the team. I, I'm I'm more concerned at what they're what they're fighting for, right? 
they're all trying to prove themselves that they can they belong with the galaxy so that's always dangerous when you have players especially with the form in which the galaxy were in during that mls is back tournament there's a lot of players who are fighting to show that hey we deserve a chance vasquez being one of them he's mostly the the only player i see that could cause a problem right now based off of what i've looked at but with the way our offense and our forward and our, our formation is set up, it doesn't give him the opportunity to come forward because if he comes forward, there's a quick counterattack, goes through the midfield back to the forwards. Vasquez is going to be spending a lot of his time trying to play, holding on to those wingers, making sure they don't get out in front. So he's not going to be much of a concern. My issue will be, do those players who are, who are in the MLS back tournament We've had a few days to to get back to LA, get acclimated. Do they get into the side? Does that mean they get a chance to play tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening? What's what's going on? Junior Gonzalez hasn't playing playing well uh, for him, despite the four nil beat down. Right, so there's there's room for improvement on the Galaxy too. I don't see that they they win this match. There was a lot of things I saw that. Given they were playing San Diego, San Diego in their first year in the league, um, this was really their their third game, second since coming back, I, if I'm not mistaken. And they, you know, they were at home. They got beat. They, they got beat um, by Vasquez on a on a run that he made, and that was that was the end of their their night. Now, when we look forward to things it's a different game, right? Our defense is set up differently than, than San Diego where we are uh, a little more uh, polished in the midfield than they are. And I think that's going to prove to be the difference here. I think the, the Republic have a chance to walk out of this game uh, with a W what that W looks like. I'd say two, one with a late winner, maybe, but a hard fought game nonetheless. So we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on. And you have a, you have some information or something about Vasquez. Yeah, yeah. One more thing I forgot to add on, on him too. So he has an interesting story, in fact, too. Like he actually uh, started with the, the youth uh, squad with uh, Tigres and, and Liga Mekis and also was a little bit um, with Santos and Atlante over in Cancun. Uh, and then uh, I believe also with the, with the team down there in uh, Cancun as well, other than Atlante. Um, so the, this player has actually, you know, had a couple of years playing in Mexico and then uh, Liga Mekis, maybe not so much, you know, in the actual Liga Mekis, but in, in the uh, Censo Mekis, which is or used to be the second division of uh, Mexico. And so even just the chance that he had to train with uh, Tigres and, and being a part of that squad and, and just training, even playing some scrimmage games against, you know, Guignac, against the... Uh, all the other amazing Tigres players, I think, is is really shaped of this player. And, you know, he is 25 already. He's not like a, a new youngster, up-and-coming uh, youngster. But I'm sure, you know, his playing times there really helped him out a lot. And and we saw it reflected. You know, that was a really nice uh, goal that he scored against San Diego, too. So just something to to think about, too, the fact that he has that experience. And I thought it was kind of cool, the fact that, you know, he... He's had a couple of years uh, of experience playing in Mexico, which always helps, I think, especially when, when you're playing in a different league. Yeah, definitely. And, and some words from Coach about uh, the kind of team that will be up against this weekend. Um, 
Coach Briggs said they have a number of good players that can hurt us. I won't say one or two players because they probably have five that can do damage if we're not on our game. They play an attacking formation. They play an attacking brand of football. They have speed in the right areas. So we have to be on our game. We have to be prepared, and we have to be ready to go. So that's interesting to say, um, the least from Coach. You know, he's been very much about being physical, having possession, winning the first, winning the ball first, um, and then pressing, giving pressure uh, on, on players. So I'll be interested to see what happens. I think the boys will be prepared. I think they spent a, a good majority of the week. You know, Monday is normally a light day after a match. Tuesday, you go hard. Wednesday, you do some film. Thursday, you start to kind of look at what the team that you're playing against and, and going against them um, in terms of formation and how to break it down. And then you get into Friday, whether it's a quick training where you train early in the morning and travel if you're flying, but if you're driving, you're on the road. So hopefully the boys got to the hotel uh, early enough to where they can get to the to the hotel conference room and, and do a quick walkthrough before tomorrow's tomorrow's match at seven o'clock and get some, get, get some sleep, get some training in, um, get some, you know, see the physio if you need to and, and get going because it's going to be warm, especially at, uh, you know, if you're at the stub hub, it's warm down there. It's, uh, you need to be on your A game. So hopefully get the physio, get what you need, get, you know, the recovery, the sleep's going to be important. So, um, I hope the boys are prepared. Again, I see a 2-1 win for the Republic late, and hopefully uh, that's that's what happens, if not more. Yeah, uh, I see a 1-0 a win to it. I think we, we re- repeat last... Uh, I can't do any one more... One more uh, <laughs> I can't do any more 1-0 wins, uh, Luis. I, I, I got to have some breathing room. Now, given two goal <laughs> leads are the hardest to keep in soccer, we've seen that mm. over the past few weeks. But uh, I I can't man I I gotta you, you can't give me that heartache of a one nil I gotta I gotta have something <laughs> to be uppity about especially let me say this as a birthday gift to myself for tomorrow I I need a win I need a win big so coach if you're listening it's my birthday tomorrow I need a big I need a big win well, yeah well happy early birthday to you John and nothing yeah, better hopefully. than a three nil win on my on my birthday I'll take it three nil. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as as many goals as possible because, as we said before, uh, I mean, if you guys recall back in 2014, those those were our biggest rival. That was the Reno of 2014, and we had some pretty um, epic games. I mean, the, without a doubt, you know, the the miracle at Bonnie was uh, the main game. I think that you know is in all of our uh, memories, and and that was the last time that you know we really saw uh, Roro shine against the LA Galaxy 2 and, and I'm sure uh, I mean not that the LA Galaxy 2 has any fans uh, necessarily because they are the B team and most people don't really follow uh, B teams but I'm sure anybody who follows that team or who knows more about those those uh, always remembers that game too because it was it was really memorable and and I know we were talking about Roro throwing some jabs so you know make the match a little more uh, interesting uh, outside of the pitch and and whatnot and you know it's it's great and and i'm really looking forward again to to see what team we see because again in these past two games we've seen two different starting 11 and if i were the coach i think i have an interesting dilemma of 
which of the, both of the squads do I go with? Because, you know, even though we, we tied that game against Tacoma, we had a good first half. And so without a doubt, I think that starting 11 was pretty good too. It's just circumstances of the match in the second half, things just fell through. But they did give a good um, first half performance. So I, I don't know what I would go with. I think it was the, the coach too. But definitely it's, it's great for us to, again, to have this dilemma ourselves. To not say like, man, if, if it's not the starting 11, like I don't know. I don't feel too confident about those bench players. But now we do. And now we're in a time where, you know, we could do up to five subs. And so we have more opportunities there and which is great because we have again a stacked bench and so more of these great players are going to be able to get playing time because had it just been three subs as it was before I think it it would have been a shame because I think when you have such a good squad you're always going to have good players that you wanted to see on the pitch that aren't going to be on the pitch because there are limitations but now that you have much more I, I think it, it gives us uh, more opportunities to see players that, again, we wouldn't have otherwise have seen. Example being like Rafa. Had, had we just had three subs, does he go in the game? Uh, more than likely not, unless we were beating Reno like by 4-0. <laughs> and, and so that was definitely a debut that we can accredit to the fact that we had more subs available. And so it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if we see any more players from the academy too, that maybe the coach is going to give an opportunity and to see, you know, how much opportunities Rafa is going to get. Um, because if coach is giving these opportunities to some of our academy players, that means that he sees something in them that he knows that they can go to this match and not be afraid, you know, because again, it was a game against Reno and it's not easy to play against uh, one of your rivals, especially when you are nil-nil and you have a couple of minutes left till the game ends. So r- really great. I think that, that he uh, is not afraid to give them an opportunity in games that are not even uh, decided yet, you know, that are just tying, that are, are, are pretty close in, in results. So we'll see. We'll see what, what we see too. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully you get your birthday win because I know how good I know how good those birthday wins are and I've had a couple of them with Russell too. What one I remember a lot is uh, 4-0 against America that was one of the best uh, birthday presents that they could have given me and I want to go back to post game Reno and I, I want to share a quote with everybody uh, if you haven't already heard it came from Roro post game against Reno he was asked the question how about the midfield battle that he had had with uh, Partida and how he was able to overcome it based on the rivalry, like not letting that get to his head. And this is exactly what he had to say. He said, yesterday I was watching LA Galaxy against LASC. And to see the way Galaxy gave up to me in a rival game like that, that's such a big game for the fans, for the city. And to see them give up so easily, it kind of got to me. And I said, you know what? This game tomorrow, obviously Reno's one of our rivals, and we have to show it. We have to play like it's our last game, he said. I think that was a shot. I think that was a shot at Galaxy 2 for him. And he's saying, hey, we see you quitting and we're, we're coming for you. So hopefully that is the case. So we'll, we will see tomorrow. <laughs> 7 p.m. Uh, ESPN Plus and I believe my 58, if I'm not mistaken, locally. 
So tune in, get your soccer fix. Uh, Republic Los Dos tomorrow from the StubHub Center, whether it's the uh, StubHub Training Center or the StubHub Big Center. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that was a, that's a good way, I think, of him to see the match because I did watch that game, LAFC against LA Galaxy, and I don't know, had I been a Galaxy fan, I would have been so embarrassed because they were just walking over them and they were like putting no resistance all the way to the last minute. And so it was really, it was really a shame, I think, to see that because they've shown us better, uh, like, better games, you know, in the past. And without a doubt, when Ibra was there too, that we had uh, seen different games. But, I mean, it, I think it was a good good way for him to, to take it as an inspiration for the game against Reno. And even more so now for the game against Sully Galaxy too, saying that if their first team was like that, then their B team is maybe like that too, if <laughs> there's uh, something there. But, you know... Of course, we, we can't be overconfident, too, because looking at it on, on the flip side, these players are going to be more motivated to like give it their all. I mean, there's a couple of players here that are actually already signed to the first team. And so those players know that if they perform well, now they have more opportunities because the first team just bombed themselves out of the um, MLS's back tournament and... It was a big embarrassment, and I'm sure uh, Baro Shaloto is maybe looking down to the LA Galaxy too and seeing like if there's any player that can maybe step it up to the first team and show the first team players that they can do better too. So it'll be interesting, I think, to to see if uh, they get more players uh, moving up to the first team and how much that's going to impact the second team as well because. That might be something he might do because he has all this pressure and they uh, Chicharito's out for a couple of weeks. And so we'll see what happens there. They might they might dismantle those dos to <laughs> and get all their good players, which it's going to be a shame for them. But unfortunately, they're not in our group. <laughs> yeah, but, they might yeah. have to dismantle them. Who knows? But we'll see. So tomorrow again, 7 p.m. ESPN Plus or My 58. Check out the Republic versus Los Dos from Los Angeles. And that will lead us into uh, the team coming back for July 29th against Orange County uh, and Seth Sipley making a uh, return home. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun one, to say the least. So we look forward to uh, Seth (laughs) coming home to Sacramento. Um, Not with a win, though. So, you know, best of luck, Seth, but uh, you're not leaving here with a W. I'm I'm, going to see to that. So, you know, that's, that's all we got for tonight. It's a wrap, but uh, we want to take a minute to say uh, thank you and to check out our partner, the California Storm. We're now sponsored by Puma. Uh, you can find them at calstormsoccer.com or on Instagram and Twitter at calstormsoccer and calstorm, California Storm on Facebook. Yeah, I, I can't wait till they release their jersey and to have that opportunity to, to buy it too, which... Hopefully they have an online store so we can purchase it as soon as possible or even do a pre-order too if, if that's what they do. So you, could, you guys can also find us on our website, sacktownfc.com. You guys can listen to all of our episodes. Uh, you could also check out the Seth and Becca's soccer pool section where they write about anything going on in the soccer world, uh, 
they've been pretty active uh, Reading on the NWSL Challenge Cup, which actually has their final this weekend as well. Uh, if, if you guys didn't see our cup of tea earlier today or the, our cup of tea interview we had uh, earlier in the week, um, highly invite that you guys check out our Facebook page to, to view that. Or you can also view it on, on our Twitter page too, which is at SacktownFC. Uh, it, it was definitely a really interesting interview. And you guys can also contact us on our page too. If you guys have any questions, if you guys have comments through us, um, please, please uh, leave us a, a comment uh, on that contact form. You guys can also check out the Squadron, which is now on Patreon. Uh, Squadron is, is pretty much our form of a supporters group where you guys can get a bunch of different perks. Uh, we have a couple of different membership levels. Uh, pretty much some of the perks you can uh, look out for are behind the scenes access to our podcasts where you can actually watch us record these podcasts or even record uh, podcast interviews with uh, anyone in the soccer community and maybe even get a shout out by that particular person that we're interviewing at that point as well too. So please check that out. It's really great and it's only going to continue to grow. We are going to also have uh, merchandise as well soon. So definitely something you want to be a part of. Uh, it starts at $3 uh, per month. Memberships start at that. Um, you already get really great perks at that price as well too. So please check that out and join today and be a part of uh, our great supporters uh, group too. And thank you to everyone who's uh, been a part of it. And thank you for, for all that support that you guys give to us. We we really appreciate that. Yeah, that's all we have for today's episode. Uh, special thanks to this community of awesome people for taking the time to join us each and every week. We started this as a hobby with a goal to give people more coverage and found ourselves growing to talk more about soccer. And we couldn't have done it without the amazing support of each and every one of you. So without further ado, we say thank you. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good luck to the Republic as they face off at 7 p.m. against Los Dos in L.A. on ESPN Plus or My58. So until next time, everybody, cheers. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone, and for all your support. As always, have a great day or night. <laughs>